Whoa. 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 That's the illusion. Reporting here from somewhere on Space Ship Earth. 365. Hey, 365, email me and uh, we'll check you out. We'll check you out. Good morning, everybody. Harry Hobo. We're coming in early today. We're, uh, I don't know, changing it up a little. Changing it up a little. El Pato. Oh, you're from, from the uh, the free state. You should email me, man. We might be we might be uh we'd be neighbors here real soon. Um good morning, Carooster Marie Logan. What up, bird? No, wait. What do you got? Not that much comment. Whatever. <laughs> What's going, dude? It, the uh, the weather took the the turn like three days ago. Here, it went uh, it went from full like summer last week to fall. It is fall today, officially. Fall fall came here like two days ago. So uh, it's nice. It's crisp. Uh, we don't we don't know yet where we're heading, man. We're we're aim we're aiming the uh we're aiming our lifeboat out of out of California, that's for sure, man. It's uh it's done here. It is D O N E, dude. Man, Tana. I don't know, man. I don't know where the unit what the universe has in store. I think that's sort of the beautiful part about it all beautiful part about it all you know we don't we don't we haven't uh we just got unified on manifesting that uh i was wondering carooster how's it going ever since you did they ever bug you again about the letter you sent i was thinking about you last night dude what's up josh yeah it's it's pretty exciting you know we're going through uh it's all, it's, yeah, it's that, it's the, uh, it's the big thing, you know. I'm a surfer, so it's, uh, it's always gnarly. Email's down below, dude. My email is down below. Link's down below. Yeah, I like my bushwhacker hat. I like my cowboy hat. Yeah, that's, well, that's interesting, well... So I'm going to carooster here. What was that? Th two months ago? Two and a half months ago, their, their boss sent her a letter saying, hey, you need to get sauced up to go to this thing. And, and again, is these are all smokes, smoke and mirrors, baby, smoke and mirrors. And she sent him a one paragraph letter just saying, no, no, thank you. And uh, from what I can see, you're still, you're still working. <laughs> you're still working. So... I uh, I do think that it's it's uh, I I do think that it's a it's a it's all about standing in your in your in your power and your sovereignty and your godliness and the beauty that you are as God created you. You know, I I do think it's I think that's all that's going on here is it's the great test about 
standing up for yourself and no longer relying on the... I'm going to talk about your, You want me to talk about your slam right now? Okay. All right. Al, Al wants me uh Jeanette, moving to Puerto Rico. Oh, good for you, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I again, as I, I'm always, I think that the, the, uh, that's good, Ryan. I like that, that the exemption worked. I think that this is my trip about a lot of this stuff. I... Well, I'm going to right now. I'm going to finish this thought, then I'll talk about your slam. Okay? Is you can't... I I don't think, metaphysically speaking, you can claim a religious exemption if you're not actively pursuing a relationship with God. I think, I think that's where a lot of people are like coming to the party a little late. I don't know if it works like that, but uh, I don't think energetically it works like that. It's it's the same thing with uh, with rolling around in your sovereignty, man. You know, I don't. No one bothers me, and uh, I roll in my sovereignty and my God, my God's grace, which means I'm not infringing upon any. But I will tell you the thing that I have noticed is there's no employees anywhere. Like the 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 labor force is absolutely void. I went over to uh, to Michael's yesterday to get um, some blank T-shirts to test out the silk screening stuff and get some jewelry bags for our Star Wars minifigures. Dude, there was literally for the entire store there was one person working. The whole in the whole store, like she was at the cashier. Like you, there was nobody there. It was trippy. There was a person in the frame section, but they're they're in the frame section. So I've noticed that all over the place is the desperation for help wanted, which I find fascinating. Like, I don't know what everyone's doing, but so I'm going to tell about your slam right now, bird. Al's super, super serious about me telling about a slam. So me and Al went, uh, Al and I, me, no, me, I, no, I, I went. So Al and I went and, uh, we went. We've been going out on the trails lately. He's getting fired up. We're about to upgrade his bike because he's he's crossed into the ability to go. So we went, we go about like two miles up this canyon. It's pretty flat, just gradual uphill. And then there's a turn where you can go get up on a ridge, right? And I was like, you want to go like, we'll push the bikes up the ridge. It's too steep for him to paddle up there. I can barely get it up on my mountain bike. And, uh, so we walk up the, you know, three quarters of a mile. We push our bikes up to the top of this this hill. Gets all suited up, dude. We we drop in on this single track, and uh, he like he's behind me, and it's kind of steep, and it's that moon dust. It's just all that dust. So the minute he hits his brakes, he like skids, dude, and he like. He kind of panics and like all of a sudden he comes whipping by me. <laughs> he goes whipping past me. I'm like, oh, and uh, he goes, he goes like another 20 feet in front of me. And all of a sudden you just see feet in the air, bike bouncing around this giant cloud of dust for like 10 feet high. 
And because uh, he wears that crazy red full face helmet, dude. I just see the red helmet bouncing around in the in the pile of dust as he's cartwheeling down the mountain. <laughs> he just lets out this bellow. Because ah! you yeah, there's a lot of dust. So, I'm covered with dust. You want to come there's tell? Dust. Come dust. here, tell them. There's even dust in my mouth. Yeah, come here, tell them. So I, I, got, I come, I, you know, I put my bike down and come, come whipping up to him, and he's in the moon dust. And Owl doesn't like being dirty, dude. Like he's like a pretty clean kid, and and uh, he's like, ah. He's like, and the first thing, he's standing there. He's covered head to toe with the moon dust. It's all in his face mask, dude. You just see like two like tear marks coming down. And he points at me. He's like, this is your fault. <laughs> That's the first thing out of his mouth. He's screaming. And then he's, then the next thing out of his mouth is he's like, I want to go to the hospital immediately. Right now. I want to go. And he's like, no, he's bawling dude screaming as loud as you can out in in the outdoors just ah! <laughs> i'm like here drink some water dude he's got dirt <laughs> it's like in his in his face box he takes his helmet off there's like dirt falling out of his dust it's like this dust is falling out of his face mask his mouth is full of full of this dust and, and he's he's bellowing he's like i he gets super mad at me this is your fault okay come show what do you got this is all i got were you more bummed about the the this the scrapes on your arm or the dust it's getting dirty scrapes you didn't like the dust and uh all it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. A huge band-aid on it. Yeah, he's, he likes his band-aid. So, uh, so he's sitting there. He's like, so the the minute, so you know, you got to do that. Like, are you okay? Because he's like bellowing at me and like bawling. So I don't know. It was all I saw was feet and dust and bicycles and helmets tumbling down the hill, dude. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I got to do that. Like, are you? What's wrong? Like, like, tell me, where do you hurt? And he's like, take me to the hospital immediately. It's your fault. <laughs> and, but we're, so we're like, you were like three miles from the car. That's all I'm in my head. I'm like, dude, we're so far away from the car, dude. If he doesn't pick up his bike, we're screwed, dude. Because <laughs> I know he's not hurt. He's standing there. And, and, uh, and then, and then it's like, 30 seconds later, it's like, I want mama. I want mama right now. I go, dude, we're going to have to get past that right now. So uh, he's like, and so I get them all like calm down. I start dusting them off. I start dusting them off. I make sure he's all in one piece. He just got the one scrape on his arm. Give him some water. The whole thing. He's like, you got to carry my bike to the top of the hill. I'm not carrying my bike. This is your fault. He's still super, he's super mad at me about the whole thing, dude. Because <laughs> he's never slammed like that before. It wasn't your fault. Ah, yeah, right on. It wasn't my fault after all. And um, so I get him to the top of the hill. We sit there. We have a little, we have a little chocolate. 
We regroup. We sit there on top of the hill, talk for a little while. And I'm like, all right, man. He's like, let's, let's regroup. We put a little video on it made for Instagram and uh, we regrouped. He wasn't, the, the hill we climbed up was super steep. He's like, dude, I'm walking my bike down this. So we walked down the bottom. The minute we got to where it was rad, he was like clicked in full, full shred again. So it was the, uh, it was epic. It was like the, one of those, like, it was cool that he was, cause I was like, I, that was my first thought was like, we're pretty far out here, dude. And like, this could turn into a whole thing, but he regrouped and then, uh, we rode out of there on our bikes and so uh it was a, it was a it was a full rad adventure but then i blew it yesterday i completely blew it yesterday so i was like in the process of yesterday i was like all right cuz we have our little fire pit back there and and it's now it's like you know it's the perfect time to do it in the evenings and i was like all right we'll make s'mores tonight dude and i that was like a 2.30 in the afternoon, I went and, you know, got some supplies, dude, for the, uh, for the garage for this winter, and I was out doing my chores, and I ended up talking to some people on the phone about having babies and what they were doing, and I completely spaced getting the stuff for the s'mores, so, and then I went skating last night for like a half an hour right before it got dark, so I completely spaced it. So at, at 7.45, I was like, I want to make the s'mores. And I was like, I was like, dude, it ain't going to happen, man. And homie went sideways. <laughs> dude, it was all And I couldn't do anything because I was like, I blew it, man. I was like, look, dude, you get to, you get to, you get to have a, your meltdown. It's fully legit, dude, on this one. Because I'm one of those, like, I generally always come through. Especially for my immediate family. It's a little bit different with emails and stuff like that. But for my, I don't say I'm going to do something and not do it. So, like, I don't think in my six and, I was six and, almost six and a half, well, seven and three quarters, or seven and a quarter, right? Since his divine spark but uh I don't think I've ever really not come through on something so it was that uh it was that moment where I was like uh you like you you do get to like lose your mind bro like I did I did say that I was gonna get the stuff for s'mores and I please like go to the market right now I go dude it's done it's done we'll do it tomorrow night so one of the, that's one of those things. That's like my main priority today. Besides all the other priorities I got today is is to uh, is to is to not blow it tonight at s'mores thirty. So we're we got a hard start for s'mores at at six thirty before dinner. That's how like that's how I like to do it. At because you know that kind of thing will get them all jacked up. So we do it before dinner. Have the s'mores before dinner so he's got time to process the craziness before uh way before bedtime hey heat press is a great way to cure ink if you don't know already i cure mine for 30 seconds 
Yeah, he. I'm having trouble getting the... Uh, I'm doing something wrong with setting up my emulsion. Like when I do my... Whatever they're called, transferences. I can't... It's. I'm having a real hard time getting the, the, the image out of the emulsion, dude. I have some, maybe Ryan, you can, you can email me. I'm, I think maybe I'm putting it on too thick or I'm not, I'm doing something wrong, dude. But, uh, I just clean the screw, you know, clean the emulsion off and reset, dude. So I'm gonna try it again today, but yeah, I've, I keep blowing it on that thing. It's, I think it's, I'm either putting it on too thick or I'm, uh, or I'm, Any advice for feeding kids veggies and fruits they don't want to eat? Trick them. Mix them into... So, alright. So, so Al got super... It gets super defiant about... Alright. That's a good question, actually. So, Al, so it, they're pretty easy when they're beginning because the, the babies will eat what they need. Like, their body knows what they need. It's very fascinating to watch, like what they'll eat when they'll eat it. But when they get a little older, they get a little harder. So what I do, uh, I, uh, I'll stash things in, in the thing. So Al went on a thing for a while where he was got super, super stubborn about some stuff. So I would, I found out he liked these muffins, right? Like, like these, so I would make these like super hippy dippy green muff muffins and like, I would I would stack them full of veggies, dude. Like puree up the veggies and mix that in to the into the batter, and then some you know maca powder and some stuff like that. And then I would you know I'd mix it in with some chocolate chips, dude. So he didn't know he was getting a full like each muffin was just packed with like veggies secretly. <laughs> you know he was eating veggie muffins. <laughs> I'll do that. Like that's what that's where I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm a little bit like I. You gotta kind of. I I know the one thing I can't do. And you're not gonna force them, man. And if you force them, it you just make them hate it even more, dude. So I don't do any of that. I've learned. That is the one great lesson if I could pass on is any time I've tried to force something, it's been a disaster. Anytime I've let it sort of run its course and just put it in suggestive. So, all right. So like, so the one thing like Al will fully uh, is broccoli. I got him on the broccoli. I make it all. I make, I, I put it in the, I, I, Put it in the toaster oven with some butter and some seasoning, dude. And a little Worcestershire sauce, dude. That dude will eat broccoli anytime, man. He ain't, he's not going to eat it steamed, dude. So it's that thing. Like I've also like, like, you know, another place to stash out a bunch of, of stuff is spaghetti sauce, dude. <laughs> dude, you put all sorts of stuff in spaghetti sauce, dude. <laughs> so I'll stash some stuff out in the spaghetti sauce. But like the thing is, is like it's visual. Like so, the one thing that like I like Al was super about is is another good place to stash stuff out is pizza, dude. Is uh, but um, 
because you can make the crust your own way and do like I said. But like I noticed Al, he he doesn't. What does he call it? He doesn't like. He doesn't like. He's particular, like all all children are, right? So he doesn't like certain things in certain ways, and it's visual. You got to realize it's visual a lot of the times. Like, so there was this thing where I got all this like super veg, like rainbow pasta that was all made out of like vegetables and stuff, right? Like, but you know, it's pasta essentially. And he was like, I'm not eating, like it was the first time he'd ever seen pasta that was a different color. And he's like, I'm not eating green pasta. I'm not doing it, dude. I remember, and I'm like, no, no, you'll be super stoked on it. I made it just how you like. He's like, I'm not doing it. And there was like a big showdown about the things. I was, I'm very like, if I make you dinner, that's what you're eating. I won't, I'm not, I won't do the like, oh, I'll make you something else. Like, no, this is what we're having for dinner. If you don't want to eat dinner, you can go to bed hungry, dude. Cause, uh, he's pretty good about that. We, you know, ever since I showed him the video of the dad, battling the cops with this boy in his hand to try to get through the, the Southern Mexico border or whatever it was, dude, he's been like, Whoa, dude. Cause I just go, remember that kid that that dad was battling the cops. He's like, yeah, I go, yeah, that dude didn't get any rainbow pasta that night, you know? And, um, sweet potatoes didn't like, but, um, so what I'll do is so, but I, but the interesting thing is I, I got around, I forget how I got actually got around the, the, the tricolor pasta, but after he cracked, after he tasted it, he was like, oh, and then he was like, bam. So it's, it's all it is is a transition period. And you got to figure out why it isn't that they don't want to eat it. And it usually has something to do with the sight of it. Green is a trippy color for a child to eat, I would imagine. It, especially like how it looks. So, so again, is we don't view a lot of these things with child eyes. And so we're just like, yeah, I just wedge the thing. And he like, I remember the first time, like I, I made this cauliflower crust pizza or whatever. And I, it was all, it was all hippy dippy out with veggies and the whole thing. And he's like, I don't want salad on my, on my pizza. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I don't want salad on my pizza. And what he was saying was that the green stuff on the pizza appeared to be salad for him. And I was like, okay. It took a minute to figure out why that was a sticking point. But he associated salad as a cold food. And there it is on his hot pizza. And he was like, I am, I'm not doing that, dude. So... I think you got to just take a step back for a hot minute. And like, I have had to like battle out of like bread products. And like, he went on this English muffin thing for a little while. And I'm like, did you get, we got to stop with the whole bread in the morning things. Not good, dude. Like, so now I've, now I fully like, I leverage that like for, with fruit before it now. Like it, it, it ebbs and flows, dude. Like one minute there, like I remember, dude, like one minute he was all about avocados and then looks at the things like, nope, no, 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 no. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta balance it out. But, but it's interesting. Like I, like he won't eat onions in anything 
except my little hand tacos I make. If I have hand tacos, if I make the little hand tacos with the carne asada, onions are required. He likes to put them on himself. Won't touch onions anywhere else. No way. So it's, it's I don't know how it works. So, yeah, you got to work. You got to you got to try to see it from their perspective. And that so it was on the final thing about kid and food is the other day I made him like this fresh juice with the juicer and he's like, I don't like it. And I go, is it the flavor? He's like, no, it's the it's the texture of it. Like it was because I made it with pineapples. So it had a little it was a little thicker. And he was like, I just don't like the texture of it, dude. And I go, what are you going to do, man? You know? Caramelized onions. No, dude. Too lazy. Sometimes too lazy for that. Yeah, kids are a trip, dude. Yeah, it's... Yeah, texture's gnarly, dude. I, I, uh, do you know what I made last night, dude? I took one of my, cause I'm down to my last couple zucchinis. So now I've been cutting them zucchinis like slices, right? Or I'll bread them and, and cook them like that with a little dollop of, of sauce on them. And that was super yummy. But so last night I made them into like boats. So I took the zucchini, I scraped out the seeds and I made them into boats with butter and Parmesan and seasoning. It was so good, dude. I was like, oh yeah. But it was like the whole boat. The z- I was like a zucchini boat last night. I know like a half of a giant zucchini last night, but it was like, I'd made it with this Parmy thing and it's just on the fly. Yeah, I got my coffee right there, Bathel. It was good, dude. But I've been, you know what turned out to be the one of the, I'll always grow them now is the, the, uh, those squash, the butternut squashes, dude. Man, those are so good. Just put them in the oven and with some butter and some spike seasoning and a little bit of honey. Oh, forget about it, dude. Yeah, it makes it better when you grow your own. It's it's interesting, the whole, whole thing, dude. Fennel salad, dude. You got to like fennel, though. It's a bit strong for me we just had it it's uh how do you define processed and it's pretty obvious well i mean you by your very nature unless you're eating it right off the vine you process it and by cooking it i think for me is is processed in my personal yeah is a manufacturing thing like you could argue that when i make when i can stuff i'm processing food you know i'm making processed food i'm adding stuff that keeps it and does its thing and putting it in my cupboard for me but but then so for me like i think that it's when it's all the additives and preservatives are stacked in there 
to make something that's supposed to to last. Like, all right, so you could you could go, all right, Doritos chips, right? Processed food, that's super obvious, right? I don't know, I get these little cauliflower, these cauliflower crackers. Like, they're made out of cauliflower stuff. Arguably, dude, full-on processed food. Are the ingredients way more stabilized for the for the human experience? Yeah, is it made with all organic stuff and... But it's still got stuff so that it can live on a, in a, on a shelf. And I think that that's why we're trucketarians, right? You know, if you ask me that question about processed food, is, uh, is, is the trucketarian philosophy, you know? I think, I think if your stuff relies on 18-wheelers or cargo container ships to get to you, it's, I mean, so an, so an apple from Chile, right? An apple from Chile is, I don't know, man. That's pretty processed to me. It requires a huge amount of energy to get here. Is it energy? Is it, is it the ingredients? Is it the packaging? Is it, a, is it a mixture of both? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what we're up against. That's why I'm saying, like, it's time to... Uh, it's time to pull the brakes on this thing, dude. It's, is people don't want it. It's, it's, I find it very, I posted up the other thing about, you know, cause the, who knows what's going on with Southwest and these ferries is, is it the stand? Is it everyone protesting this thing or doing walkouts or whatever, which I hope it is, but it's interesting. People like want like, so I'm like, it's time to shut it down. Right. It's t- it is time to shut it down. Like it's time to put the government out of business, dude. They don't work for us anymore. It is our, this is our realm. We've been divined by God to be stewards of this realm. That doesn't mean we abuse the trees and the animals and the bees. And in fact, I would argue that everybody right now who isn't willing to shut it down is in an abusive state with the relationship of Mother Earth because you're not willing to go put in the hard work. And I got it. All our supply chains, it's not that easy. I understand that. But what I'm getting at is this. The people that are most pissed about like the airlines Southwest coming to a screeching halt are the same ones that a week before were like, dude, global warming. God, dude, the the earth is melting, dude. Everybody take your sauce, global warming. Because what we're about to see, which I think is fascinating, again, is the people... That the global warming crowd and the sauce people can't hold those two same thoughts at the same time. Because if you truly are a global warming person, you're not mad that the pilots shut down the airlines because they refused to take the sauce. If that's even what's going on. But so what I find is very interesting is, is, and I know these people, I know people that are staunch global warming people, right? Carbon, carbon's killing us all. And yet they will not stop traveling in airplanes. And I go, dude, like, I don't even, I don't even buy into that initiative. I buy in like, but I don't think that, that, that tourism's a good thing. I haven't seen the benefits of it. As a dude who's, who's traveled around a bit, 
I think tourism's done more to destroy the planet than anything else, dude. It's done a lot to help the planet. You know, you look at you look at how much has been preserved in the name of tourism, but that's commodified the natural world and you can you can argue that most of what is tourism is just resort luxury hotel and you could do that in your own backyard. Realistically, if your if your idea of tourism is to go to some resort on some unspoiled tropical beach that had a hotel dropped in it that spoils it by its very definition, then uh, you could do that at the five seasons of across the four seasons across the highway over here, dude, too. Cause like you've really missed the, but if you want to go stay at some, in some villages with the tribal elders and go like walk around the jungle and like learn about it, like, yeah, that, that's great. I, I just think that, that the whole things, the people that I know that claim that bitch the most about like global warming, this and that constantly are getting on airplanes and being like, I had to call up my friend. I was like, I, I went and saw her the other, like a week, uh, two weeks ago. And they literally all summer long went to all over the, all over the place, dude. Flew all over the place, dude. And I was like, but you're the one who's telling me the glaciers are melting and this and that. And you took an airplane up to see the glaciers this, this summer, didn't you? And they're like, yeah, well, I want to travel while you still can. And I go, but you're, you don't actually believe what you're saying, do you? She's like, well, yeah, I, I do. And then I go, well, how do you, if you believe that, then why are you doing that? What, what are you doing? Well, we want, I wanted to take my kids up there to see it. So for you, it's worth contradicting your whole stance on this thing so that your kids can go see what you think is a dying planet. It's very convoluted, dude. So I, I've noticed that the people who don't want to sh- shut this thing down are the people that claim they want to shut this thing down at the end. I, I want to shut it down because I think ultimately we should be way more responsible for ourselves as human beings and not relying on being truckitarians. And that doesn't mean to put the truckers out of business or any of that stuff. I think that I think we do have a responsibility as human beings to be better stewards of the planet we live in, dude. I mean, look, I've made videos about the failure of recycling. Like recycling's failed. It's funny, I threw something in the trash today. I was like, like it was like, it, like it was like, it was, I just did this like an hour ago. I was like, I threw it in the trash and I was like, I looked at it and I was like, that doesn't need to be in the trash. But I go, it will not be recycled in LA County. Like I can put it in the, the can that says it will not be recycled. It will not. A number one plastic yogurt container will not be recycled anymore. And so it's failed. And that's a failure of all of us, dude, because recycling should work. But then again, if we're not going to do it on like everything needs to be localized. We should be able to, to travel around and go explore the realm we live in and all of that stuff. But we should be focusing on making our, our zones super sustainable where we're at. And, and by doing that, promoting this clean, this water thing that, that so I, I don't know how you get around the, the China issue either. Just I saw China pop up there. I don't know how you get around all this stuff, dude. 
Like the the lunatics aren't the lunatics are in the halls, dude. I don't I I the only thing that I focus on now that actually is recyclable is the cardboard stuff, dude, and aluminum and glass bottles. As far anything plastics a goner, dude, nowadays. Unfortunately, and and you got to understand like I went to college as an environmental scientist and studied this. Like it does not need to be this way. It absolutely you 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 do realize like I went and studied environmental science, specifically like recycling of plastics and stuff in 1992. In 1992, my doctor, the doctor I was studying under, Dr. Faust, I think his name was Dr. Faust, had it all figured out. They had it all. You, you realize when I went to school in 1992, they had plastic recycling figured out. Like 100%. Like the fact that it made it to the ocean is proof that this is a diabolical cabal of idiots, dude. No, Faust. I think it was Faust. What was his name? He was rad, dude. My chemistry teacher was rad, dude. Um, but so, so when I see it, like you, you do understand like why a guy like me is the way I am is like every time I see some of the stuff I went and like some of these things I went and studied and know that this is a failure of, of, of us as, as, as beings, like we have failed ourselves with plastics and, and how they did it, right? How did, how did, how did they, how did they do it? They convinced you plastics were toxic which arguably they are if you let them out of the localized molecular cycle so so again is is the concept of using plastics for your goods containers cups forks sporks whatever you want the whole concept of it is is if you let that plastic it's it's a grouping of molecules that's shaped in this let's say a cup it's a group of plastic molecules that's shaped into a cup. Once the molecule has been created, the plastic molecule has been created in the, in the, in the petroleum chemical plants in wherever, North Carolina or wherever, that's pretty dirty, right? So you have invested in the filth of this thing and these chemical plants. So you've already done the dirty work, right? So when you have the, the molecule of plastic and you make it into a, a cup, a plastic cup, a number one plastic cup or storage container or whatever it may be. Once you have that, the minute, if you don't keep that cup and chip it, right, and, and grind it up in, because once the molecule's made, the molecule's made, dude. That's what the whole guy are out in the, the, the people think that the plastic in the oceans, like big chunks of plastics, it's the, it's the, it's the molecules of plastic, which don't break apart, but they will break apart from themselves eventually. Right? So you get to this point where like you have this plastic cup. If that plastic cup leaves your 20 mile radius, right? 20 mile radius. It doesn't get immediately taken processed i.e put into the chipper that was supposed to be in your garage so do you understand like this was what was supposed to go on you were supposed to have a chipper like a shredder like a paper shredder 
for your number ones and number two, like you would have in each one for each different, because if you read the bottom, like a shampoo model is made out of like five different plastics, right? Does different things. But let's just say we're sticking with your, your yogurt container, which is a number one usually, dude, if you look on the bottom. You would take your yogurt, eat it up, eat it up. You would rinse it out. You would walk it into your garage and you would shred it and you would get a bag at the end of the, whenever you're done, full of number ones, of all number one. This was right before like all, this was like a decade before like the printers. Nowadays, you would just take that stuff and dump it into your 3D printer, but so you would take your bag of number one shaving, plastic shavings. It would go into all the number one plastic shavings down at your... Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Dude, I'm right in the middle of a thought, dude. Please. Ah, all right. Darn. I got number bag two. Number bag two. So you would take your, your, the, your number one plastic sh shreddings would be collected. They would go down to the to the localized center here within 20 mile radius. It would go there. It would be combined into number one plastic. No dirty chemicals are needed anymore. Do you understand that once the dirty chemical process is, is, is done over in, let's say North Carolina, where the chemical plant is, once you've got your plastic molecules made and you keep it out of direct UV sunlight, you literally, all you need at that point is, is heat to make it into anything you want. So you take the number one thing, you probably gotta wash it off one more time, you reprocess it, it turns into to plastic again. You can shape it into anything infinitely, dude, because that's the beauty of plastic. So you would take it to the, the factory and shred it, it would get recon cleaned and reconstituted, and it would get made into new products there. Like whatever it would be like, all right, well, we, 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 there's our community of our city, our county, let's say, let's say county level, our county, county uses, you know, 50,000 containers for whatever that, that ends up in everybody's fridges that would get made there. So the whole concept when we, when this was going on in the nineties, when we were going to college for environmental sciences, because environmental sciences wasn't about about running away from technology. It was about using technology to clean up our footprint, right? To, to preserve the outlying areas to be productive agricultural lands, timber lands, environmental refuges, whatever you want them to be, habitats, the whole thing. The whole point was to, to, to get your, your urban area, whether it's a small town, a big city, doesn't matter. And to localize all this stuff, right? This, to, to make this, to most of the, like you can make, you can make books out of plastic. You can make everything out of recyclable plastic. All you need is heat once the dirty molecules are made. But, but once you have, so let's say every human being, see the problem is this, is the plastic comes in, we use it, plastic goes out, it just turns into garbage, right? So the factory in North Carolina never stops making dirty, dirty, dirty plastic. And over here, that plastic goes somewhere to the ocean, Indonesia, Canada. I don't know. It doesn't go to back to the, the processing plant because that part of the chain's been severed, right? So, so the, the whole basic theory that was being worked on in the 90s when I was studying this in college was that every human being would need 
X pounds of plastic created per human to take care of all their needs. So let's let's say, I'm just making up numbers here. Let's say, I because plastic's very light. Let's say on, on average, my life, I would need about 100 pounds of plastic to take care of all my container needs, all my stuff for my living, right? Once that chunk of plastic's been generated and reconstituted continually, so literally I could, I could, could conceivably use this, let's say this cup, because ceramic, we use ceramic because it of the heat retention, but let's say this cup was plastic. I drank on it and then, um, I don't know, dude, something, I, me I melted it, right? And I'm like, oh, I put it in the shredder. I could conceivably get this back as my yogurt container the next week and be like eating yogurt out of it and then use that for a while doing, you know, collecting, you know, growing radishes in it, whatever. And eventually, so the whole concept was once the plastic is made in the far off factory that's in this sort of, the concept was the, the chemical factory, which is the dirty part of the process, would be in these, these environmental containment zones, right? So you would have your, your factory and it would be in a designated area with, with low contamination ability, dude. Proper weather patterns, proper groundwater issues. So you would, you would condense your environmental containment on these localized areas that where these factories are generated. You would put your things into making sure that the air was clean, the water was clean, that it was a cleaner process. The more you localized these factories and cleaned them up because the, the they didn't have to, the, the, the products were reached a stasis eventually. Eventually it would be like, oh, everybody in America's got their 100 pounds of plastic. So that factory now can, can over time begin to retool and reconstitute itself for whatever it needs to do. The concept of, of these chemical factories, see most people don't wanna think about chemical factories, dude. And this is one of the, the, the great things that people need to wake up to, dude, is, is these chemical factories, dude, cannot be left unchecked. Like people need to show up there, dude, no matter what, dude. So you can have your great like, yeah, I'm a social justice warrior. You're, I'm a commie or whatever. You need smart people to show up there just to make sure these things don't break apart and and the, and the steam fitters keep showing up. You, th what do you think? Do you think a scientist keeps the factory together, like a chemical factory? Who keeps a chemical factory together? The steam fitters, dude. The dudes you know how to to bolt pipes together, screw pipes together, whatever they do, weld pipes together. That's who keeps. It's not the scientists that are getting paid astronomical amounts of money it's the dudes with the yellow vests and the hard hats that are like all right we need another piece of pipe that goes here dude those are the dudes that you need to keep there those are the dudes that need to shut down the system because they're unappreciated they don't nobody gets who's running the world right now it ain't the smart people it's the people that show up and do the hard work bloody knuckled people dude people with wrenches and hammers and 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 do all this stuff i'm segueing back to the plastics so you have to understand that why a dude like me gets a little bit intense about some of these stuff is because i actually know this i studied this 30 years ago how to solve all the stupid problems involving plastics the whole concept of this this is so everyone's like oh my god but they're, they're, those are like these dirty plastics 
the whole thing that we were studying at that time as well was eventually switching the plastics to environmentally sustainable biodegradable plastics, dude. Yes. So that when they did escape the localized chain, i.e. the wind blew it away. Like, okay, you were, I don't know, the seagull got into the trash can and there's just plastic containers all over the beach and it didn't make it back to your shredding plant. The whole thing was ultimately to incorporate these organic products into the process because you can make plastics out of hemp and they're fully biodegradable. You can make these biodegradable long-term plastic things that, that will not harm the environment, which will break over in time, dude. And that gets me to my thing, dude. Like, like hemp should be used as a building material. It's not. So we have, we have, so, so a dude like me, why I come across as self-righteous, insane, and out of my mind sometimes and slightly pissed off is you're talking to a dude who studied this stuff 30 years ago. And I was at the next, I was at the product where those dudes had studied this stuff. So, so Rachel Carson, Silent Spring, when did Rachel, when they, when did Rachel Carson write Silent Spring, you know, which started the whole thing, dude. And, and. And so, yeah, like, this is asinine. This is, and that's, so when I say it's time to shut it down, that's what I'm talking about. This ridiculous inability to use technology to better ourselves. What's going on with science and technology? It's being used to harm us and enslave us, dude. It's not being used to make elevate us or, or help anything. So all the people that are pumping this thing, are lying to us basically dude because i i know this because i studied it for real like they're lying to us about what can be happening because it's not happening dude there there is no reason why we're doing what we're doing and the electric battery hustle is the death of the planet the electric skateboards the electric bikes every time i see an electric bike i'm like you're a planet killer dude what happened to your legs, dude? So I'm not, I'm not down with the the whole electric thing, dude. Dude, we've gone, dude, Andrew G. Since I was studying in this in the '90s, we have gone absolutely backwards as a, as a world civilization, dude. I I read all this stuff, dude. Like I study it. I that's why. Look, what do you think? I became a drunk. Why do you think I became an alcoholic, drug addict? lunatic because i imagine imagine sitting with with enough knowledge to know that we're dumb monkeys right and i don't think that i'm not saying that like i'm a smart guy i'm the smartest guy no i'm saying that like i gained enough data along the way and enough information to be able to look at this thing and be like this is stupid and so, yeah, God gave us everything, dude. God gave us everything. And we've just constantly kicked God in the teeth, dude. Constantly. You think, you think, a, so when I, so that, do you remember that dude who sent me the email like two weeks ago? Like God created the scientists and the sauce and God created the scientists and the sauce. Dude, I already went through that process 30 years ago with like the divine divinity of science, dude. no. God gave, did not give us this to abuse us. 
God gave us all of this. It's all in the Bible, dude, by the way, dude. Science. God gave us the science, but the devil has allowed us to misuse it and align it. Because if science is is stealth bombers and and Foxconn factories and and abusive petrochemical plants and and ignorant coal-fired plants in China, dude. I don't want science then, dude. I, I disavow science. Science is for the betterment of humanity. Science is being used to absolutely destroy this planet right now and destroy the human, human experience, dude. So I'm not a big fan of what I've seen science being used for in my lifetime, dude. I think that because I met a, I met like I said, I studied under like a full dude who was rad, who used to go down to those radio telescopes and like look for life and on other planets and all that. This dude was so next level, dude, and he was just some nerdy dude, man. Oh, I wish I could remember his last name, dude. And so, so yeah, we got to shut it down. And I don't mean like so that people suffer. I'm so that like we get back to the real thing that life's about. It's not about consumerism. It's about like growing life. Life's about like that's what like like from what I I interpret it when it's like you're supposed to occupy the land, right? Like God says, occupy the land till I come till I arrive, right? Something like that. Occupy the land. Well, what does that mean, dude? It doesn't mean like sit there in a hammock. That means like you're supposed to be bringing life to the life. It, it See, I think that there was like this weird mentality that, that the only way for life to grow is to destroy the life. No, it's supposed to, you're supposed to go in and enhance it with your, your God-given creation, right? So if you were creating God's image, right? Well, you're not God, but you were creating his image. So you're supposed to go in and, and enhance the world that you experience, i.e. you're supposed to go in. I had this friend of mine who disappeared. Let's show everyone. Come on. Let me, let me flip the record while I show you. Show it to him. Records been flipped. So that's kind of where I come from is I had this friend of mine in the, uh, God, it must've been the nineties, dude. I remember I'd already gone up and tried to get up to Alaska in my VW bus and whatever. And I was coming back down and he's like, I'm heading up to Humboldt. And I was, I made a map for him, like surf spots and this whole thing. It's back in like 89, I think something like that. And that dude went up on some exploratory like surf mission. And what that dude ended up doing, which is what I'm all about, is he went and bought like acreage of destroyed redwood forest that had been clear cut and thrashed on the on his sole objective was to like make a sustainable rehabilitation of the forest, like insert him into the destroyed redwood forest because redwood forests are pretty easy to recover. I mean, you're not going to get old growth trees for obviously right off the bat, but you can, you can restore the land pretty quickly in a lifetime and get it back to like a fully functioning redwood forest. So this dude 30 years ago was like, I'm an, I'm, and he was like a hippy dippy surfer kid was like, I'm buying, he bought a bunch of acreage and off of the Klamath river somewhere up in there. And like, 
retooled the land to bring back the land. And, and, and again, it's, I think one of the misconceptions we have, and the more and more I study this sort of great, you know, the John Levy and the previous civilizations and stuff is I think that like a lot of the landscapes we have were engineered. I mean, you look at the original people that were here, they used to use re-engineer the land constantly. You look at the Aborigines over in Australia, they would re-engineer the lands all the time. You know, if you followed what was going on with the big fires in Australia right before the coup happened, they were talking about how aboriginal land practices had stopped and that's why there were the catastrophic fires. It wasn't because of, it, it's the same thing with the fires out west. It's not because of the planets dying. It's because of bad forest management process, practices, dude. And, and again, is, is we're, we, we already are reshaping the, the terra, right? We're already terraforming, dude like our own environment. So the ignorance of the human experience, I think of it is to think that we can't affect it, but we just see the negative result of exploitive extraction-based commerce and, and corporations and governments, dude. And, and that's what's going on. We could fully be like changing the landscape into Eden here if we really pulled our heads out of our asses, dude. But we don't want to. And, and again, it's, the, the, it's funny, the amount of pushback I see on, on stuff like shut it down is, is because like people don't want to stop throwing their plastic Starbucks cups in the trash can never to be recycled again. They love it, dude. All those like hipster leftist social justice, I'm for the planet global warming fools, they don't care that their, their stuff's not being recycled. They're, they're gladly just putting a dirty cup into the recycle part of the thing. Dude, like, like, look, there's no point putting your Frappuccino cup into the recycle thing full of Frappuccino. It can't be recycled. It has to be clean. Like, that, that's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. These people that are fake because they've not bothered to look into it. Uh, you're, you're crazy, crazy hillbilly right wing. No, I'm a true environmentalist, dude. I truly am like, like a true environmentalist, dude. I'm not going to buy into your narratives because the people that are pushing the narratives are doing more harm for the environment than, than anybody, dude. The, the global warming hustlers are absolutely killing the planet with their electric cars, dude. And the, uh, the global warming hustlers are absolutely killing the planet with their, their Frappuccino cups. And, and they're like, I got to go fly over there, dude, and go do yoga on the Bakut, dude. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to Bali to do a, a global environmental conference, dude. The, the, you know, the only person that I kind of almost had a respect for for a moment was that Greta Thunberg chick because she sailed from from Europe to the UN or wherever. And I was like, oh, I respect that. And then you looked at the carbon footprint of that sailboat she was riding. She would have been better off flying an airplane than ever having anything to do with that stupid sailboat that, dude, as a dude, all right, so talk about sailboats. Dude, sailboats are not a clean, boats are not a clean thing, dude. Like, again, it's, it's we're so far removed from, from this thing, dude. And that's why I want to shut it down. 
Not because I want people to suffer, because I want people to realize they have the answers. No, like, yes, fiberglass sailboats are way different than wooden sailboats. Yeah, sailboats are awesome, though, dude. It's better than than having some engine to conk out on you. It's a balance, dude. Listen. The thing is, is, is is a fiberglass sailboat properly upkept will last infinitely long. A wooden boat that you hot, you chop down a balsa forest for or whatever, maybe not. So so it's like this. When I go up to the, the marina up there, I see perfectly good sailboats rotting. I'm sitting outside the thing. You can see them. You go look up there like, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, I know those boats because we used to build sailboats when I was a one of the family things when I was young, right? So I, I can look at a sailboat that was built in the 1970s. Like one of those like Olsen 30s or Santa Cruz 27s that were built in the 70s. Those things are as good today as they were if they've been properly maintained. Like, again, is, is, is again, is, is it's about, it's about, dude, it's, why, why do you think like I'm a little bit weird about the Lego thing, right? Why, why is that? Because a properly, because that's the, the proof that if we take care of our stuff, it'll last forever. When I, when I pull out some of these old sets that I got that are 40 years old, that have been maintained, like that's, as a dude who studied environmental chemistry and plastics, Lego is the greatest proof that plastic properly used and, and, and appreciated is super powerful and potent, dude. Like... It's not to be dismissed. So yeah, I, I'm a little, I'm a little weary of 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 the hustle in that sense of like of of just we're all we need to get back to the truth of the land and 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 look the yoke of this overreaching corporate governments out of control right now. The overreach is out of control. Well, the Amish got it. The Amish are pretty clear. Uh, the environmentalists are different from the, the animal activists, dude. They're a whole different... Like, animal activists and, and environmentalists are too... The animal activists are a different breed altogether, dude. How do we recycle properly? You can't because because the system shut it. The system doesn't exist, unfortunately. You gotta stop buying their stuff. If you want to truly recycle properly, stop buying their plastics, dude. Demand like you know. Because because the, there's nowhere it's nowhere for it to go. So you remember, like two or three years ago, there was the big thing about those countries in Southeast Asia stopped accepting the plastics. I like that was the the real proof that it was dead to me. Was like I was like we were never supposed to ship our dirty plastic overseas. That is an abomination of everything that it was supposed to be. That is not recycling. It is not recycling to put your stuff on cargo ships and ship it across the ocean. That's not recycling, dude. 
that 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 of avoids the whole the whole con- recycling. Let, let's be clear: what is recycling? Recycling is about keeping it local, dude. It's about it's like it, it it's industrial composting, basically. It's 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 non organic composting, right? What is composting? Composting is you you take something from the farm that hypothetically is you grew got grown locally, right? You eat it. You don't, you don't need the rinds. You don't need that or it's spoiled or whatever. You put it in your composter. You, you let it compost and then you spread it out in your garden to grow new food. That's the concept of recycling. It's not recycling. If it leaves in, in 18 wheelers and cargo container ships is not recycling. That is absolutely, it's the equivalent of electric, vehicles with nikola tesla's name on them dude that's it's that's not a that is that it's an abomination dude so that's 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 like you know so you wonder what like a dude like me i haven't given up i i'm a i'm as much a believer if not a hardened believer about this stuff than i've ever been before and and because I, i truly have faith I truly believe that God put us here to overcome this obstacle of of gluttony, pride, ego, and all of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all written. We're gonna have to go through it. We are gonna have to go through the meat grinder on this thing, dude. I don't think there's any way around it. And spiritually speaking, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's time for 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 all these people that have not found the truth. And think that 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 holding human beings hostage and coercing them and brutalizing humans so that they can have their frappuccinos and baseball games and and concert events and their little tropical vacations, I think those people are going to have the the rudest awakening ever. While the people that have truly been studying this for a long time, I I see the writing on the wall, dude. It's done. Like it. it, it it, it's you're watching it fizzle out like live like it's kind of amazing on a certain level because those of us who are truly centered in ourselves and prepared to do this thing we can rebuild this whole dream again we can rehab the land it's not over dude that the technology's there the technology has always been here the technology isn't created by the scientists do you do realize that the scientists don't create the technology? They discover what is already here. They're like sculptors releasing the statue from the marble, dude. This big thing that some dude or some woman in a lab coat somewhere like discovered this. They didn't discover anything. They just they just revealed what has already been been here the the whole time. Like Einstein was super like whatever you was Einstein was a scumbag. But whatever he, what, what he talked about was the loop of knowledge, dude. And, and any of the true science, the technology's there. So these dudes, these dudes that are running around doing all this stuff now are actually in, in a weird way creating it because they're not using the technology, dude. You, you do get that, that, that what's going on now is, is people creating anti-technology. This, like, like this thing going on with the sauce whether you're pro sauce anti-sauce i don't care it's it's irrelevant to me 
my thing is all about the technology isn't allopathic medicine. That is anti-technology. The real technology was all the stuff that that's involves the natural way. And you could argue that 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 science can be part of the natural way. Like aspirin's rad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not going to get me to say that that band-aids are a bad idea, dude. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But 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 true technology is welding the natural with the knowledge. It's not about recreating these things, dude. It's like God didn't doesn't need us to reinvent the wheel. He gave us wheels everywhere. We're just supposed to put wheels with like like sized wheels to create a fancy vehicle. So this thing that like I need to I need to add some like molecular thing into my body doesn't make any sense to me when I can choose molecules that actually come from the environment. And, and like I said, I'm not a, a science denier. I'm a science, I'm a, I'm a real believer in science. You do get that. What I'm trying to say here is like, I truly am a science guy and what's going on here is not science, dude. Those dudes that are pushing this stuff are corporatists. They're corporate minions hyping products to sell to you, pretending as actors, pretending to be scientists. They're not scientists. They're, 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 they're shills, dude. They're grifters. They're technology grifters, if you want. These people are not who they claim to be because if they truly were who they claim to be, we would be doing this thing totally different, but we're not. So when you see this thing going on with with the, the, the hustle, right? I remember my grandfather gave me a book back in the 50s. I think it was called Planned Obsolescence, dude. The book was written in the 50s, dude, about the car industry, dude, and the whole thing, dude. The whole hustle with the cars, right? So I, I, get, to, I, I get to this thing where, like, why I'm, like, shut it down. I'm not about shutting life down. I'm about shutting down the fakers, the, the, the grifters, the hustlers, the scammers, because this is a scam. I, I mean, I've been calling this out for my entire life. This is a scam, dude. The way I look at, I look at these houses around me, dude, just built not to last. Just built not to last. It's disgusting. I don't, I don't like that. You know, and you can build wood. Like, look at those little houses that are built over and all over. You can build wood houses that'll last thousands of years, dude. But you know, we don't we don't use the technology right because we're not using technology. We're using fakeness, dude. You you think that you think that that stucco is using technology, dude? You mean to help the wood underneath rot? Like, no, dude. Houses in the... No, Ledgeview, houses, 80s houses shouldn't look as run down as they should. No, they absolutely should look run down. That's exactly, that's the exactly the thing I'm pointing at. Like, is is they look exactly how they're supposed to. It's It's, nobody's catching up to the thing of like, oh, that's what it looks like, dude. I watched this channel, this, this dude, I don't know, I think he's in New Zealand or something. He goes into like 
the forest and these berry bushes and he finds these old tractors that have been like left to die you know and 20 30 years old and he gets in there and he changes the spark plugs and drains the oils and and drives them out dude and 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 again is 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 it's it's not it's Technology's not the problem. It's the people claiming to be the scientists that are the problems, man. And and they're horrid. They're evil people because they think that they're creating something that already exists, which makes them satanic at their very at the very base. Because they think they're creating what God already provided for us. God already gave us all this. He he did give us all of this to make plastic with, dude. That's, I'm telling you, I saw the big epiphany I had up on that mountaintop. 12 years ago was that the plastic nature valley granola bar wrapper and its infinite beauty came from the same place as that flower up on the ridge top dude that they both came from creation and it's only my stilted view of them that made one less and one more that made one dirty and made one beautiful and the minute i saw the beauty in the nature valley granola bar equaled the flower on the the hillside i was like that's when i i think that was one of my big breakthroughs with god was realizing that that this stuff isn't coming from outer space the 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 nature valley granola bar wrapper did not come from outer space it came from the same place that the flower came from different process of course but but it all came from creation here and and have no fear for atomic energy because none of it can stop at the time, Bob Marley, right? So anyway, like, like I just I just hope people understand, like, I do come in peace. <laughs> but I am dude. So I, I just thought the final note. Don't forget, it's a crowdfunded channel. You can support this channel. There's PayPal links down below. There's an Etsy account down below. Get some t-shirts and stuff. It's pretty limited right now. More stuff's coming. Um, there's crypto links if you want to support it that way. There's P.O. Box and it's 30765 PCH number 523 Malibu, California 90265. If you'd like to send us anything and the number one way you can support this channel is just to be kind to people and use the name tags. But Ah, darn, I had a thought. I was just about to, John, none of us can stop at the time. Have no fear for atomic energy, but none of us can stop at the time. Darn, I had a thought, dude. I had a thought just to wrap it all up, dude. I come in, oh, I come in peace. So when I was in, going to college, right? You, I've talked about this before. It must have been, so it was Iraq one. Iraq one was going on. I was living up in Santa Cruz and I, and I was doing a lot of like graffiti stuff. And not, I don't mean like art. I mean like protest graffiti. I would, I would make these, cover these walls with the huge F war, dude. F war was my whole thing, right? Big, big big giant F you figure out the rest war right and I'd make it all rainbow and gnarly and and then on the way up there's this hill up to UC Santa Cruz right and I scribbled spray painted I must be an alien I hate war dude 
And it turned out to be like this whole thing they studied in one of these classes. It's like, what does that mean, dude? Like, I must be an alien. I hate war, dude. So these, these my anti-authoritarian, anti-war, anti-corporate, anti-big pharma, big corporation things. There's not some new flavor of the season. I'm under, I've, I've adamantly am an alien because I don't believe in war. I don't understand war. I don't even see why it's relevant, but you know, human be human. And, um, I don't subscribe to that mission, dude. I don't get it. I'm not, I, I don't get it. But as we begin to see this thing unraveling is it, it is becoming very obvious what's going on here. And so I must be an alien. I hate war. Think about it for a minute, man. They want you, they want you to live in their lower dimensional realm where that's a valid concept. War. Invalidate it in your soul, man. That's why that's why I don't I don't that's why like we need to shut it down. It's not that we need to shut it down because to cause it, it's because it's coming. And if we don't shut these people down, that's what they do. Do you, do you get what I'm saying and why I'm coming the way I'm coming with it is not because we want chaos. It's I want the chaos to stop. The chaos is coming. And and it's coming in a big horrific way. But we got it. We can shut it down because the chaos is based upon this grift that these people that are the scientists, the corporate, the governments, whatever they want are in charge. They're not in charge. Dude, you know who's in charge? The dude who loads the bags onto the airplane. The dude who connects the, the nozzle to the wing of the airplane that fills it up with fuel. The dude who brings the pipe out of the truck that links it together at the, at the chemical factory. The dude who sweeps up after the scientists leave the room. It's Dave Chappelle, dude. Who's the dude running the show? Dave Chappelle, dude, the janitor at, at the thing. is. My grandfather worked at the Tuskegee experiment, right? I'm a janitor, right? I'm a janitor. So, so again, is, is the system depends upon these people that are disrespected. So when I say stud, shut it down, I'm not talking about anything but respecting the people that aren't acknowledged. And the people that need to be acknowledged are these people that are not appreciated by our society. The truckers, the farmers, the, the maintenance man, the, uh, the electricians, the plumbers, the... Uh, the janitors. Dude, I've been a janitor. Your world sucks without janitors. BT dubs, dude. The garbage man. The uh the dock workers. These are the, the the dude who works the forklift down at the at the factory, dude. The guy who's at the warehouse right now moving pallets with a forklift, dude, who's not appreciated, being hijacked by a bunch of unappreciated of liberal who hoity-toities who are throwing their frappuccino cups into the recycle can with no hope of that ever being recycled, claiming that it's science because they got a bunch of, of, of sauce on their noodle, dude. We got to put, shut it down. Shut it down, dude. Because these people have invalidated themselves 
and they need to, to, to realize that their hands don't have calluses, which makes them useless, dude. And it's not for us to judge them negatively. It's just for them to judge, figure themselves out and look themselves in the mirror with their little soft frappuccino hands and their, their tight jeans and their lollipops and their, like, their little raised fists and go, so what are you going to do to keep the chemical factory from spilling toxic waste all over the thing, Mr. Global Warming Dude? Nothing, are you? Because you can't, can you? Because you need that Frappuccino cup to keep coming, don't you? Because you just threw that thing in the trash and it'll never be recycled. But you don't care. You don't care that that's got to go somewhere, that it could just go right back into a new cup. But you haven't thought about it, Mr. Young Millennial College Debt Freak with your purple hair. And you're like, what bathroom am I going to use, dude? I'm about to cross over into the bitter rant, aren't I? I better pull out now, dude. All right, giddy up, peeps. (laughs) Uh, 